Next schedule news at 11 o'clock over WOR, Radio 710, the talk of New York. And here is Gene Shepard. hopes, the blasted dreams. Oh, poor mankind. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. Blasted hopes, oh, blasted dreams. Barry Reed of Walsall in England is dieting to put on weight and save his marriage. He wants to get fat again so his wife will come back to him. Reed, 33, weighed 417 pounds four years ago when he decided to shed the blubber. Fast, he did. But his wife, Margaret, 29, said Reed's bubbling sense of fun melted as fast as his shrinking frame by the time he had lost 248 pounds and was down to a smooth svelte 252. Margaret decided it was impossible to live with him and walked out on him and their five children. The other night, Reed went on a local television news program in England and gave a blanket announcement, an appeal. He said, come home, Margaret, come home, Margaret. Uh, come home, Margaret. I've chucked that damn diet. I'm back to my old self. I'm eating like a pig. Oh, blasted hopes, blasted dreams. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine a guy losing 248 pounds? And now he's putting it all... Listen, that's no that's no joke. Listen, I knew a guy right here in this town. A guy who was a friend of mine who was an actor. He was a big, fat guy, you know, sort of a shambling guy. You know, the kind who always has uh, Nabrisco cracker crumbs all over his coat. You know, the kind. And, and uh, whenever he'd smoke a pipe, it would spill ashes on his knees. And, and uh, he had... Uh, 
he had pizza juice on his ties and big, you know, big shambling guys. See, and he was working all the time. You know, this guy had to, he had more stuff to do than you know you'd, you'd care to sh- shake a thing at. His agent was making dates for him all the place. So one day he is seeing at the Horn and Hard Art after he has completed a very lucrative job, and he, you know they used to have mirrors on the wall of the H and H. You remember that? And he looks at, and he he saw himself clearly for the first time. By God, I'm a sloppy pig. What's the matter with me? At that point, he decided to go on a strict diet. He did. Really did. He limited himself to three crackers and a half a tin of anchovies a day. Washed down with diet ginger ale. And when he wanted to really live it up big, he ate the two or three stalks of celery. And that was what he did for about six months. He knocked off over 160 pounds. He became svelte, square-jawed, handsome, lean, gimlet-eyed. And overnight, he had no work. No work at all. Everybody in town was looking for big, shambling, jovial, sinister, Sidney Greenstreet-type bad guys. They weren't looking for handsome leading men. Handsome leading men are 50,000 of them per the minute. Not many Sydney Green Streets. Overnight, he was a forgotten man. Oh, forgotten hopes, oh, dreams. So uh, don't uh, necessarily, uh, you know, uh, don't necessarily uh, kick it too bad. You know, speaking of kicking, wait a minute here now. We've got something very, very serious here for you tonight. Very serious, a lot of bad news tonight. So, uh... If uh, you're a sensitive person, I would suggest that you just get the heck out of here. It's just not going to be good for you. No, I really, seriously, it's just like, oh, oh there it goes. It's like discovering that uh, Ed McMahon, uh, no, no, doesn't believe deep down inside in Alpo. And Santa Claus has a fireproof nylon beard. And uh, speaking of uh, Alpo, we, it's, before we get on to the bad news tonight, how about a, a shotgun blast of uh, just a kind of a soup sound of a kind of a, a kind of a potpourri of exciting commercials of our time? Uh, very good. Hi, I'm Burl Ives. Oh, Burl. You know, yeah. nothing perks up a meal like an exciting side dish. And I'd like to tell you about one your family and your guests are sure to love and keep on loving. It's Uncle Ben's long grain and wild rice. It's a mouth-watering mixture of Uncle Ben's converted bran rice, wild rice herbs, and seasonings. It's the kind of side dish that can make an ordinary meal a great meal and can keep a great meal from becoming ordinary. In fact, Uncle Ben's long grain and wild rice is so good, they tell me that most everyone who tries it comes back for more. That's because there are no compromises in quality, but that's the way Uncle Ben's does business. So, make an ordinary meal a great meal, try Uncle Ben's long grain and wild rice, and to make sure you get the quality ingredients and good taste I've told you about, make sure it's Uncle Ben's. That was very nice. The bargain books just keep coming in to the incredible new Barnes & Noble sale addicts. These books, buddy. <laughs> hey, Mac, move that ring. I got a truck full of books to deliver. What do you think <laughs> I've got? 
Hey, you two guys, hustle it up a little. I got a truck full of books. It's a real here. slice of life. Never have so many amazing bargains been available in one bookstore. A bit of a thriller. The Wyatts, usually $22.50, is just $4.95 at the sale annex. And Picasso 347, a luxurious two-volume boxed set of Picasso lithographs that sold everywhere for $150, is just $29.95. That's at the new Barnes & Noble Sale Annex, New York's biggest bookstore of any kind, 5th Avenue and 18th Street in Manhattan, open every day and 10 to 5 on Sundays. The Sale Annex. Imagine an entire block full of books and not a list price to be seen anywhere. Might as well read a book, buddy. There are three trucks in front of you. <laughs> you know, my parents are moving into their new little apartment next week. That's right, so they are. Uh, say, have they bought their appliances yet? I don't think so. Why? Well, here, look at this Whirlpool app. They can really save lots of money. Here's a 12 foot refrigerator that would be great for them. Of life, it needs yeah. only 24 inches of space, and they can save $43. And look at these compact washers mm. and dryers. They can both fit into 24 inches. And at a $70 saving. Oh, this <laughs> is a great sale. You know, Whirlpool is really a quality product. Mm, yeah. And look at well these reduced said. prices. Hey, here's a couple of things we need a big 19 foot side by side refrigerator. Uh huh. With an uh -huh. automatic ice maker. And we can save $60. No more ice trays to fill and spill. Just look at this deluxe Whirlpool. Pool dishwasher. <laughs> it's just like the Joneses have. With the silverware and cutlery baskets in the door, where they belong. And at a $74 saving, wow! Call the folks. <laughs> we'll meet them at the Whirlpool store. Bring your charge card. Prices are optional with Whirlpool dealers and savings are based oh, on the previously yeah. higher fair trade prices. You come sit on my knee, my little materialistic vixen, you. Oh, I love them little sparkling eyes with the dollar signs. <laughs> Oh, come, I will buy you Rolls Royces and everything. Yeah, what was that great song? Let's see, um, how come you do right? Why don't you do right like some other men do? I made plenty of money back in 22. You let other women make a fool of you. Why don't you do right like some other men's do? All right, let's uh, let's really get silly here. Come on, let's let it hang out. All right, let's game. Sing it out. All right, let's all take a tasty break and have a lot of fun, fun, fun. Tasty cages, all the good things, all the good things wrapped up in one. Ba -ba -ba -boo. Yeah, tasty cakes have been family favorites for over sixty years, and one good reason is tasty cake. Family packs. Inside are all the great tasting tasty cakes that you know and love and pant after. Tandy takes, ain't that cute? Quimpets, cupcakes, and the like. Outside on the carton, tasty take. Family packs have a game or a puzzle so the kids can have fun even when the tasty cakes are gone. They can make little cannons out of the boxes and little tanks. And, oh, it's so much fun. Sing it out, gang. I'll take a tasty break and have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Tasty cake is all the good things. I say all the good things wrapped up in one. Madness, all is madness. Everywhere I see chaotic madness, I see it everywhere. And here come the elephants on top of everything else. Gentlemen, the bicentennial edition of the greatest show on earth. Remember when they used to call our flag Old Glory? And 
John Philip Sousa was the March King, and Americans were proud to be called Yankee Doodle Dandies. And you ate cotton candy, and you felt a tingle run up your spine when you heard the circus was in town. Well, all those wonderful things are here again in the all-new, super-spectacular bicentennial edition of the greatest show on Earth. This patriotic thing was actually the most spectacular circus ever. It gave me goosebumps. Americans in city after city are falling in love with their country all over again. As Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus presents its all-new special bicentennial edition of the greatest show on Earth. Yeah. Some of the great philosophers said in the past, give them circuses. The greatest show on Earth. Come to the Nassau Coliseum tomorrow, November 5th through Sunday, November 16th. Tickets also at Ticketron or charge by phone. All right, now let's let's uh, let's cool a little bit. What do you say? Cool it, gang. We've had enough there. Just a minute. I'm looking into my vast file of trivia here to make sure that. Uh, oh, you know, speaking of a trivia here. Oh yes, yes. That reminds me. This is W O R New York. Has it occurred to you that there won't always be a W O R? But hasn't huh? You don't think that W O R one day is going to celebrate its twelve thousandth birthday, do you? Everything passes, buddy, with time. Speaking of things that are passing, this is New York we're in. I guess you get intimations of mortality when you live in this town. Every time you pick up a a paper, you do, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, I I have a feeling. You know what happens when you default? Everybody's talking about default here all the time. It ain't my fault. I mean, oh, that's terrible. I mean, it's it's default of them guys over there. But uh, never... (laughs) Bad. What's the matter with me, James? Stupid. Yes, right, right. Absolutely silly. Uh, however, I uh, I keep having images about this default thing. You know what happens when a guy defaults? Now that's that's a common thing in in uh, private life. When you default, it means you're just welching on your debts. You're just not going to pay, right? Well, now what happens when you don't pay? Well, several things happen. One, uh, you have it's a multiple choice question. One. They come and sell your Oldsmobile. Okay. All right, that's the first one. And since uh, New York, uh, you know, it's going to take selling a lot of Oldsmobiles to get us out of hock, I don't think that's going to work. Two, the other thing that can happen is that you just beat it. You split. Now, that's probably more common, isn't it? Splitting. Now, I don't know whether it's occurred to New York that that is a fantastic way out. Say, 2 o'clock in the morning, all of us just cut and run. I mean, uh, the mayor presses a signal button that only, you know, a secret button that rings the phone to every New Yorker for the cue as to when to split. And by morning, we could be almost in West Virginia, the entire city. And, of course, all our creditors would get wise to the fact by 8 o'clock in the morning that New York has blown the, just left like a skunk in the night. You know, of course, that this is a common way to get her out of your debts. You just pack up like a, like a, like a skunk, you know, and you just, just sneak away into the darkness. Well, what would New York could do it? Of course, they'd probably catch us just about at the Utah border. <laughs> you see the whole town? <laughs> 14 million people on the lam. New York is splitting. Just a suggestion, Mayor. I mean, what the heck? I mean, you know. In this day and age, I mean, morality is nothing. Saving your neck is all, right? Which reminds me, it's time for another commercial. 
McCandlish Phillips has long been one of the New York Times' finest reporters, a sensitive, astute observer of the city in all its moods, in all its scenes. For him, New York is not a monolith, but a constantly changing mosaic of events, people, and places. And no Gee, one has ever clever. captured its color and its essence better than Phillips has mosaic. in his new book, Never City Notebook. Of that. Brooks Atkinson hailed it as a series of little masterpieces. Oh, yes. Theodore White said it was an unforgettable sampling of a great reporter's work as art. When you read this delightful volume, you'll discover small worlds you never knew existed. You'll learn about the great bee roundup, the case of the garrulous parrot, the songbird of the automat, the fate of the Gowanus Canal, and more than 50 other lively vignettes mm. with unforgettable photographs that capture the lasting magic of this special city. A marvelous gift for anyone who enjoys word portraits at their very best, perfect for everyone who loves New York. City Notebook is available at all bookstores. City Notebook by McCandlish Phillips. Published I by Liverwright. McCandlish Phillips. Did you know that McCandlish Phillips was the New York Times reporter who reported on our great Wanamaker caper a few years back? And that's where I met McCandlish Phillips, stalking like a great black-coated crane through the darkness of the parking lot that surrounded the burnt-out Wanamaker's hulk. Do you recall that? Historical. It really was. It was one of the first of the true happenings in New York. And one of the first, by the way, of the whole waves of curious, spontaneous uh, public protests over arbitrary things that happen in our lives. You know, people never used to uh, used to uh, question arbitrary things. Now, that's one of the biggest changes in our life, I think. People, a few years back, if something happened, uh, some, you know, some big high executive, just some one executive someplace decide, well, now on, we'll, uh, we'll do away with the George Washington Bridge. Uh, and they'd just knock it down. Nobody'd say anything. They wouldn't like it. They'd say, oh, gee whiz. Oh, George Washington Bridge is gone, and now I have to drive all the way through Connecticut and down through New Hampshire to get to my house. And people didn't say anything, though. They, they didn't. And, and that, that little episode at Wanamaker, is, historically, was the beginning of a lot of curious public... Don't you know what it was done for? I got, I got fired here. <laughs> you didn't know that. Oh, the headlines, the post, the whole bit. Oh, yes, yes, you're, you're, not, you're not hip to history. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, McCandlish Phillips was the guy. Are you out there, old McCandlish Phillips? I mean, he's, you know, that's a great name. It's a name like uh, something that W.C. Phillips. McCandlish Phillips, yeah. You know, McCandlish Wheelock Phillips. Well, <laughs> legal, legal. You know, on the subject of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, of course, this is all part of the uh, world of, uh, you're just wading knee-deep up to your knickers in it at times. Like, uh, this friend of mine is a, is a cream wheat fan. Now, you know, uh, I can take cream wheat or leave it alone. I, I, uh, I'm not saying I'm anti-cream wheat, but then on the other hand, I'm not pro-cream wheat. Uh, as I feel that way, too, about uh, Rice Krispies. Uh, I know some people who are just, you know, got the Rice Krispie monkey on their back, but I've never been one of those. I'm that way about uh, strawberry jello. In fact, I tend to be anti-strawberry jello, but when the wind is right and I'm in a good mood, I'll tolerate strawberry jello. Uh, I have never, for example, oh, I, I, I can't understand people that can drink fake coffees. Well, you know, you know what, the, the, these, uh, these non-caffeine coffees, I mean, to me, are meaningless. Yes, that's like a non-alcoholic wild turkey bourbon. 
Well, what the... You know, <laughs> coffee without caffeine is, is roughly like, uh, like very hot dishwater with cream in it. Oh, it's all right. There are people who, who buy that. Now, I'm not putting it down. I'm just simply saying that uh, I'm just not one of those people. So I, I the other day I was uh, sitting there and talking to my friend, and he said, you know, I, I really got a taste for a bowl of cream wheat. I said, Chuck, we're trying to talk like two adult people here. New York is in flames. I mean, it is. The country is, is, is going through one economic crisis after the other. I, I've never seen Walter Cronkite look more worried. And, and uh, here you are. I'm trying to, to have a serious conversation with you. And you come up with a, a jazzy remark like that. We sat there for a minute. He says, well, I can't help it. I want some cream of wheat. He says, Chuck, I don't mind you wanting cream of wheat, but there's a time and place for everything. I mean, you know, if you're, if you're driving along the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and it's 3 o'clock in the morning, and there's a terrible driving rainstorm. You don't all of a sudden say, Say, you know what I'd like right now? Some ice-cold strawberry diet yoo It's just not the right time and place. See, so, yeah, I guess you're right. I, but I keep thinking of cream of wheat. You keep thinking of cream of wheat. Well, I guess you could think of worse things. Come to think of it, that's kind of a nice thing to think of really it doesn't hurt anybody you can't get the you know you can't get uh, addicted he says what do you mean i am i said chuck you're not you're not addicted to cream of wheat nobody gets addicted to cream of wheat he says i can't help it i think about it all the time i, I think about it all the time he said the other day i went to this jamaican restaurant a very elegant restaurant over there in the 40s where they serve sna red snapper and pompano and they have Jamaican uh, mussels with uh, with cucumbers and and uh, fried radishes. I said fried radishes. He said fried radishes. And 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 it, it the menu there was nothing on the menu that was less than eleven ninety five. And the guy came up to me and said, "Sir, can I serve you?" This is Jamaican. Sir, can I serve you? <laughs> All I can think of was cream of wheat. I said, "You can't order cream of wheat in a Jamaican restaurant." So I know, I didn't. So what'd you order? No, it doesn't matter. I said, what did you order? He says, I ordered red snapper a la Carlos. Came with shrimp sauce and Jamaican alligator tails. But all I could think of was cream of wheat. I said, why? He said, well, I'll tell you, do you know that cream of wheat has puzzles on its package? I said, no, I didn't know cream of wheat has puzzles on its package. He said, but they really have great puzzles. He said, for example, he says, Shepard, I have one of them puzzles right here. I carry them around in my briefcase. And he reaches down. Here, here's cream of wheat. There it is. I'm holding this up. He gave it to me. He says, now, you're going to make any smart remarks about cream of wheat? Here is a cream of wheat envelope. You know, instant cream of wheat, you put it in the hot water. Here is the puzzle on the back. On a cream of wheat. I don't know what they're doing in that company. The object of the game is to write one complete sentence. Now, listen carefully. Now, come on. Get the potatoes out of your ears. Listen carefully. The object of the game is to write one complete sentence using words of four letters only. The person with the most four-letter words is the winner. Well, as an ex-GI, 
I can think of some fantastic sentences using only four-letter words. I'm not so sure that the cream wheat people had that in mind in their contest, but I know some four-letter words that I'll bet none of you have even heard. Oh, listen. <laughs> so I thought... <laughs> one thing about... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, you've got such a great clean mind, Jim. <laughs> would, you, uh, would you please, <laughs> Jim, please? There you go. Hit it. <laughs> Come on, Jim. <laughs> All right, listen, any XGIs out there, let's try the little cream of wheat game, huh? I want you to think in your own mind of a sentence using only four-letter words. It has to have a sentence, it has to have a meaning. A sentence using only four-letter words. Now, the guy that uses the most four-letter words in one sentence, he wins the big bowl of cream wheat. We call it the big golden cream wheat bowl, isn't it? into talent. Listen, while we're on the subject of, uh, of truth, we might as well come, come right out and say it. You know, uh, we're living in, in a day when uh, all, all of the occult sciences are beginning to be re-emergent. You know, they're, uh, they're beginning to, uh, well, let's say uh, they're swamping the world with more believers. I, I don't think there's been more believers in the, in the occult since the late... 8th century. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, people really believe it. Now, they're only getting half the story. Now, how many people every day read the astrology columns in the paper? You know, the, the post and all that. Is it your day today? Uh, if you're a Libra, 
You know, you know, you, you know. And you notice that it's always kind of great. It says uh, Libras are always sensitive people. And not only are they sensitive, but they're generous to a fault. Today you should get family uh, problems in order. Uh, look over your accounts and make sure that all things uh, are nice and tidy. Because today could be a great day of good fortune for you if you play your cards right. You've seen those. Right, okay. Well, now there's another side to astrology that they don't put in the papers. And for a good reason. Because you see, astrology not only talks about the good things that a person has going for him, if he has any, but it talks about the others. And this is the side we have chosen to ignore. And I have before me an astrological report that is has been made up by three of the leading astrologists on the continent of Europe. And that's where astrology really is a hotbed. And uh, I would like to, at this point now, uh, read these various astrological signs for you. And, and you, if you find your date, your birth date, listen very carefully. Now, Aquarius. Now, let's say right now, what is the, uh, what is the date right now? Okay. Uh, let's see. This uh, is Scorpio is uh, at this point, right? Scorpio is the sign of this particular time. Well, that's October 23rd to the 21st of November. For if you are, if you're a Scorpio, here is what astrologers, and this is an ancient science, what astrologers say about you for this particular time. Scorpios, October 23rd to November 21st. You are shrewd in business and cannot be trusted. You shall achieve the pinnacle of success because of your total lack of ethics. Most Scorpio people eventually are murdered. Well, that's, that's Scorpio. I see you don't get this from, from uh, Gene Dixon. You just don't. But this is the other. Have you ever wondered, you know, when you pick up the paper, it says Axe Murder Slay 7, what his sign said that day? It didn't come. You don't see Gene Dixon says, "Look out! You're going to get an axe murderers after you today." It's because you're a bummer. He's going to get you. All right. Now, I uh, here are others. Now, for example, uh, the next sign would be Capricorn, which is the 22nd of December to the 19th of January. Now, what is your sign, Jim? Your what? Would you please uh, write it down? I can't tell. Uh, what is the date uh, for your birth date? I will. I will. Uh, Consult that we're consulting the mediums here. He is an Aquarius, all right? An Aquarius. That is January 20th to the 18th of February, correct, Imo? All right? Aquarius, you have an inventive mind. That sounds like you, and are inclined to be progressive. You lie a great deal. On the other hand, you are inclined to be careless and impractical, causing you to make the same mistakes over and over again. People often think you are stupid. They are generally right. Well, does that fit you? See what I told you? It's right on. Now, uh, what are you, Andrew? Andrew Vogel? Pisces or Piskies. Piskies. That's the fish. Correct them all? All right. That's February 19th to March the 20th. You have a vivid imagination and often think you are being followed by either the CIA or FBI. Is that true in your case? It is not. Well, it says you have minor influence over your associates 
and people resent you for your flaunting of your power. Now, I've heard that said back here in this station. I heard a guy the other day say, who the hell does Andy think he is? Now, I didn't know what he meant by that, but I can understand that. It's because you're a Piskies. Is that the way they pronounce it? Or is it Piskies? Or Pishkies? Or is it Pisgies? <laughs> it's the fish. Oh, by the way, here's another addenda here. It says, you lack confidence and are generally a coward. Piskies people do terrible things to small animals if given the chance. Well, that's sickening. You know, I'll, by the way, I, 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 that's not so funny. I've, <laughs> I've seen you kicking plenty of chipmunks around around here. All right, now, anybody out there, Aries, Aries, Aries. Uh, that's March 21st to the 19th of April. If you are an Aries, you are the pioneer type and hold most people in contempt. You are quick-tempered, impatient, and scornful of advice. You are actually not very nice. That's quite true of people of that. Uh, I've, I've noticed, uh, I've had a lot of... Taurus, April 20th to May 20th. You are practical and persistent. You have a dogged determination and work like hell. Most people think you are stubborn and bullheaded. This is true. It said, you often are a communist. <laughs> Taurus. Well, I don't know about that. No, no, no. I, see, I don't make the, the constellations. Don't get mad at me. Nor do I make, uh, you know, the, the various signs of the zodiac as the various planets go into their various positions of influence over your life. A Gemini. You know about Gemini, the twins, correct? Uh, May 21st to June 20th. You are quick and intelligent. Uh, however, you are inclined to expect too much for too little. This means you are often cheap. Geminis are known for consistently committing incest. Have you ever wondered who does all that? You, you read about those guys getting arrested all the time. They're Geminis. Okay, cancer. June 21st to July 22nd, you are sympathetic and understanding to other people's problems. They think you are a sucker. You're always putting things off. That's why you'll never make anything of yourself. Most welfare recipients are cancer people. Hmm. Sign of the Zodiac put you there in that long line, buddy, in front of the unemployment office. huh? How about Leo? July 23rd to August 22nd, you consider yourself a born leader. Others think you are pushy. Most Leo people are bullies. You are vain and dislike honest criticism. Your arrogance is disgusting. Leo people are known thieves. God, I mean, you didn't, you don't, you, this is a side of, of uh, astrology. Virgo, August 23rd to September 22nd, you are the logical type and hate disorder. This nitpicking is sickening to your friends. You are cold and unemotional and sometimes fall asleep while making love. Virgos make excellent bus drivers. That's very bad. I don't, I don't think that's fair. That's terrible. How about Libra? September 23rd to October 22nd, it says you are the artistic type and have a difficult time with reality. If you are a man, you are more than likely queer. Well, I don't make this, it just says right here. Chances for employment and monetary gain are excellent. Most Libra women are excellent ladies of the evening. All Libras eventually die of some form of social disease. 
That's awful. I mean, it's really sickening. Uh, I don't want to hear any more about this. I, I... No, I mean, I, I've often wondered now. I'm glad to get this. This comes direct from uh, headquarters. And uh, you can't argue with it because you know. <laughs> I mean, does the shoe fit? That fit you, didn't it, Jim? Perfectly. <laughs> How about you, Andy? Andy refuses to admit. <laughs> what did you say yours was again? The fish, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. There's some of, some of your stuff in here that's absolutely right on, man. So uh, I won't tell you what mine was. So before we go any, for, any further, hit the big money button, please. So you want to learn about fine French wine. Terrific. The first thing you do is quit your job. You won't have time for a job. you got to hit the books. There are what? A thousand different chateaus, then a hundred some odd shippers, then a dozen different vintage years knocking around. Figure it out. A million different bottles of wine. The best of it, the glory of the planet. And the worst of it, literally vinegar. All right, there is a quicker education in French wine. It's called Grand Marc. Grand Marc is a fine vintage French Bordeaux consistent year to year. There's a big gold seal on the label that's easy to spot. And the name, thank goodness, is easy to say. Grand Mark. It's really the only French you need to know. Grand Mark will never make a fool of you. Or a snob. It'll make you something better than either. A lover of good wine. Ask for Grand Mark at your favorite wine shop or restaurant. A product of France. Imported by Munson Shaw, New York. Come on, take your hand off there. Stand up. It's the national anthem. Someday you'll own us. Say you alone. Sooner or later, you'll own generals. Bum, bum. For 60 years, General Tire has been building long mileage tires. And now, the 40,000-mile dual steel tool radial. It starts with a road-hugging radial ply body, and then two strong steel belts are built around the body for long mileage and puncture protection. It's round, it's rich, and it has such a great smell. It's a tire that is a true conversation maker. You pile four or five of these up in your living room, and people are going to talk. So you get down there to your general tire dealer and pick up some of these big round beauties. Sooner or later, you'll own generals. Yeah, yeah. Ranky thing. Sooner or later, you'll own generals. Rasmus. I say. Oh, this is a biggie. There they come, marching in, the gladiators and another crowd of lions. Keep them rolling with the Long Island Press. Every Thursday, the Long Island Press publishes a special do-it-yourself column on auto repairs. It could save you many dollars in expensive repair bills. Learn how to grind your own valves. Make your own... Oh, heaven's sakes, crankshafts. Nowadays, every dollar counts. Join the Long Island Press. Readers, keep your car rolling. Wow, make your own crankshaft. They have a crankshaft kit. I mean, just, you know, you cut a potato out in the shape of a crankshaft and use it as a mold. Which high-potency vitamins do physicians and pharmacists recommend most? <laughs> come on, come on, stupid. Right, that's right, Theragran. The name Squib on the label means you have no doubt about the honor or the integrity of the maker. They stand four square. Every person working at the Squib plant is a Boy Scout. And right now, you can take advantage of this great special offer. Just raise your hand and give the oath. I pledge of allegiance. No, no, that's not it. Uh, oh, shucks. Buy 100 Theragran or Theragran M tablets at the regular price 
and you get 30 extra when you buy 100. That's a month's supply for one person, but the offer is limited to this century only. So check your Squib Vitamin headquarters at your local pharmacy or department store drug section. Yes, and don't forget, gang, would you, do you have a... Uh, wait a minute. Hold on there. We've got an important announcement here. Jen, important announcement here. We got that thing. Ticket, 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 ticket. Oh, oh, hey, do you have that little, uh, that little uh, tape over there? Hey, hit the tape, please. And... Excitement, drama, a thrill a minute. Don't forget, Gene Shepard is live at Chatham High School Friday night, November seventh. That's this Friday, gang. Eight p.m. Chatham High School, Route Twenty Four in Chatham, New Jersey. We're doing a little. Uh, a little benefit pool out there for the Chatham High School crowd. Tickets may be purchased at the door or at the school office. I repeat, slower so you can hear it. Chatham High School. I'll be there live. It's my last New Jersey show of this year. I mean, I say the back of my hand to you, Jersey. It's the last Jersey show this year. Live show, that is. And it will be at Chatham High School, Route 24, Chatham, New Jersey. You can pick up tickets at the door or at the school office if you get over there, if you live in the neighborhood. Call this number for ticket information. Area 201-635-6815. I repeat, poo. Area 201... That's French. You know, we pick these things up. That's Area 201. The number again is 635-6815. Excitement! Thrill! Live at High School. Ah! Holy smokes, that was exciting. Thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll tell you. Let it reach the sky, then, like my dreams. They fade and die While I'm forever blowing bubbles Pretty bubbles in the air I'm forever blowing bubbles I say pretty bubbles in the air Gee, that's nice. You know, we had a request for trees. Only God can make a tree. A tree that may in summer wear a nest of robins in her hair. But only God can make a tree. Takes care of that request. What a stupid request. Anybody with poems are made by poets like me, but only God can stupido. Why would you request a dumb thing like that? Stupid. How would you please bring that up? Please.
are still out there puzzling over this uh, uh, difficult game. And, uh, the object of the game is to write one complete sentence using words of four or less letters only, four letters if possible. So stick with it out there. I know your vocabulary is limited. Who the heck would ever request trees? Not me. That's like requesting Jeannie with the light brown hair. Now, don't tell me. Oh, I knew somebody would call. I dream of Jeannie with the light brown hair. Just like an angel. Oh, no, I'm not going to sing that. I mean, you're too late with your request. Too late with your request. I got a request here for Camp Town Races and Shortening Bread. I think I'll do a couple of bars of Shortening Bread for the crowd, okay? Mammy little baby love shortening, shortening. Mammy little baby love shortening bread. Mammy little baby loves shortening, shortening. Mammy little baby loves shortening bread. Guys, request something really good, you know, like White Line Fever or something by Simon and Garfinkel. Oh, Garfunkel. Think Garnel. What a beer. Stupid show. This is WOR New York. Stay tuned for In Conversation.